0: So we made it We made it to the end of the original trilogy. And as someone who's been going through a Star Trek podcast, it went by in the speed of light, as they would say, hyperspeed.
1: So this is like where, where we just watched uh, The Search for Spock, basically? Yeah.
0: And like I crammed 12 episodes of Star Trek into like half an hour on fast forward or something. Yeah, but we're going to talk about Return of the Jedi. Guys, how are you all? Good. Doing good. Good. Everyone's back, Clay's back, Jim's back, (laughs) Dave's back We're going to talk about Return of the Jedi How do you guys want to talk about this one? I I feel like the previous podcast we might have gone a little bit too much In terms of uh, the plot line going down it So we can just jump around Is there Well, we won't won't have that
1: problem with this movie Because there's about, I don't know, two sentences worth of plot in this movie
0: And I'm saying that as someone who really
1: likes this movie
0: I like Jedi I think Jedi might be unfairly maligned or something Um, It's definitely the worst of the originals Jedi, it's funny, we go from Star Wars, which is like a epic feeling, uh, sort of like loose on characterization thing, to Empire, which is like a character thing. Still, it's much more epic. The Empire is huge. Jedi feels tiny to me. It feel like yeah. When they have their rebellion meeting, it feels like it is like... The rebellion are, the rebellion in this movie seems to be twenty people. It's the,
1: it's the same fourteen people who are in the room in a New Hope when they have the same conversation. Right. And,
0: and except that old man has died by this point yeah. on So they bring in a woman who delivers a very odd performance. Um so yeah, what are what are general thoughts about uh about Jedi?
2: People like it, people I'd put it as the second best I'd put it above New Hope in terms of rewatchability. I like I like uh Return of the Jedi better than New Hope.
0: Yeah, I, I was wondering if I wanted to do that. Jim, what did you... Or... Upon
3: this rewatch, actually, Return of the Jedi was the movie of the three that we watched that let me down a little bit. Yeah. I was... I kind of held it in a higher place in my mind, and there were some stretches that I was like, you know, this is fine. This is still cool space action flick, but it just wasn't as uh, powerful as as I expected it was going to be.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, well, I was just going to say, I... It occurred to me as I was watching at this time that this is the movie that I watched the most as a kid. So I think, because I, I <laughs> after we did our Empire show, uh, I kind of thought back and, um, I guess, un, uh, reawakened some horrible memories I forgot, which is I don't think I saw Empire Strikes Back before the 97, 98 re-release. Blasphemer! Which, yeah, which really... Well, then someone I know said, well, neither did I, but he's like, you know, 20. So... <laughs> But uh, um, it, watching this again, I realized this is the one that I watched the most because I had Jedi and New Hope taped off the TV. And New Hope is kind of dry for, for a kid. Um, Dave, when we watched it with your son, he was definitely too young, I think, because he got bored real fast. Really fast.
0: Um was but, this like last year? or Was this like two years ago? I think it was, like it was three.
3: This was like right after he was born. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just got him in there and be like. I got Still to the kid. hospital and it was already playing. <laughs>
1: but uh, I, you know, as we were, as I was watching Jedi, I, I found myself saying a lot of the lines m- as as you do when you you know watch a movie that often when you're a kid, they just kind of become ingrained to you. And I realized, well, it's because this one has the most action out of all three of them. You know. Bar yes. none. Yep. I mean, it's it's uh, it, the Jabba's palace sequence is pretty much all action, and then it goes right into the attack on on uh, the Death Star, and then the Endor stuff, and you know, there's like 14 lightsaber fights, and it's uh, I mean, I as 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 I'll go into deeper when we get to the reviewing the brand new one. Uh, I am a lightsaber uh, uh purist fanatic fanatic. Yeah. <laughs> um. But anyway, and I think I think watching it again, some of the uh, some of that, like you were saying, Jim, it it let me down a little bit because it's it's so much action, but there's not a lot of story there.
3: For me, it was just specific sequences. So you just sort of hit this stretch and be like ah, I remember when that was really cool when that was totally amazing mm-hmm. to me and it's kind of not that amazing. And then it would jump back into something that, like, okay, this is I, Yeah, I think best.
0: that's 100%. The, the scenes, like, alternate between this holds up really well, Definitely. this does not hold up really well. Yeah. Like, the, the scene that really holds up to me, even though I don't think it looks very good, is the speeder, whatever those things are called, Through the Forest. Yeah, the speeder bikes. Yeah. The speed, they, it still is okay. Like, it looks clearly like it's from the 1950s, like, yeah. when they're riding in the car. <laughs> um But it's an okay action sequence. The thing that doesn't hold up to me whatsoever is Jabba's Palace which I don't know where everyone stands on this I hate yeah. Jabba's Palace in this well, movie let's Be- go
3: let's go right to it then <laughs> <Okay>, let <go. laughs> nothing
0: deep. about Jabba's Palace makes sense on any
1: level you're talking specifically about the remastered CGI dance sequence
0: we right? all we all watch the remastered one with which the with the lips is <laughs> yes. just okay that's another thing that's dancing. another thing we should mention too as our
2: friend Sean calls him the honeycomb guy <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> who is the honeycomb I, I couldn't figure out who he was talking about the, the, guy, the was- guy that uh, honeycomb! honeycomb. Oh.
2: We want honeycomb!
0: I was looking for someone who was like... I thought it was the drummer guy when he's, oh, was he was no. like banging on a honeycomb or something. Okay. that's drummer. <laughs> All right. So the craving. Not the honeycomb guy. The craving.
1: I, I did, I did want to... Uh, I think we should mention that, at least for me anyway, I think this movie is the most hurt by the changes
0: that were made. It's later. the most obvious. Yes. You can't yeah. help but watch this and go, there's a change. There's a change. Well,
1: it's not even that, though. It's just I think they actually affect the quality of the movie. Yeah, you can I, argue, I agree. You can argue that in the other two, they don't really affect the qual. I mean... You know, the, the Jabba sequence in the first one doesn't add anything, but it doesn't really hurt it. You know, Han... Sh- Greedo shooting first is ridiculous... Oops, sorry. Uh, ...is ridiculous, but... I don't know, it doesn't really hurt it that much,
2: but adding a...
1: Five
0: Yeah, <laughs> adding
1: song. adding a five. It, the minute song,
2: by the way, is called Jedi Rock. Yeah, yeah. You, you could was. tell that even <laughs>
1: if if John Williams is the person that wrote that, even he was phoning it in for that stuff because the original song has a cool Star Wars name, Lopty Neck, and then for this one he's just like, I don't know, Jedi
0: Rocks or something. Put it on the Casio. Yeah. Let's bust yeah. it out. <laughs> I, the Jabba's scene uh, Jedi to me feels like the most meta of the Star Wars. Like. I thought this didn't happen to the prequels, but Lucas is becoming very aware of what he's doing at this point in yeah. Jedi. Yeah. Um, every... The Jabba scene is like, you know, I, I don't come to this on my own conclusion, but it's like, it's purely a merchandising thing what he's done here. He has... Every alien has like a close-up for no yeah. particular reason. You're like, look at this thing. Look at this guy. Look at this pig monster that's going to be in Legend of Zelda. And then... <laughs> you So, outside of that... What the fuck is the plot to get Han out of here? How does this work? Why does Luke give his lightsaber to R2-D2 and then send them in to, to get tortured, basically? He sends them into a droid torture ring, and then he just comes in later, and he could have walked in with his lightsaber and killed everybody. N- n- so, <laughs> this this movie, um, all of the
1: successes that the heroes have are based entirely on luck in everything that happens in this movie.
3: Which, to be fair, that is the standard for most action yeah. movies, most... yeah. Movies I mean, look at Lord of the Rings, I mean
0: that was the speeder bike in the background,
3: <laughs> you know basically that's that's you know one of the most successful books and trilogies of all time, reliant entirely on people getting there just in the nick of time right right so that that is kind of the standard. I thought that I don't know about complete marketing opportunity, but it was surprising to see after Empire and to see where it went as far as the drama and the darkness and all that stuff. To then go, like, the first half of Jabba's Palace, before, really before Luke gets there, and especially with the additions, is, is kinda goofy. You know, it's a lot of attempts at just little jokes and, you know, interesting little characters and goofy reactions. Leia hits her head on wind chimes. When she comes in, do you see that? When she's wearing no. the, the oh,
4: helmet yeah, yeah. she walks
0: in. It's clearly set up. Like, it wasn't a, a fluke. It, the sound effect is there. And she there's literally a wind chime that she bumps into. It <laughs> no, has no, to no, stop so. it. And it's just it's right before the uh, subulba. the addition. He's like, well, I made a subulba, so I'll have a Sebulba alien in this thing. There's a Sebulba walk. in there? Oh, I didn't even know. Yeah, that. Like, oh. the little alien that walks on its back. like It's oh, sort of reversed and God. walks around.
3: But isn't it strange that they go to that type of place after... Where Empire leaves off, like after the the wave you're riding there, and then you end up. I I do think you're right that it's it's meta or self referential in the sense that, you know, they basically go back to the Moss Isley Cantina (laughs) and amplify the hell out of it. Well, because the Moss Isley Cantina is, you know, a couple quick close ups and you're done just to get the flavor of it. Whereas now they're like, okay, time to do half of it. I will say the yeah, best you taste acting. this yeah.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> i will say the best acting in all three of the movies i think is done by the rancor
3: keeper when the rancor yeah, when dies. He cries. i, I completely <laughs> agree <Yeah. laughs> like, and that's what honestly like that's that's what i'm seeing when i say like it's kind of split into two uh jabba's palace for me is split into two parts it's before luke gets there <clears throat> when it's yeah almost prequel-esque like if you're fair about it like some of it is almost prequel esque. Uh his comedy has changed
0: his his sense of humor has totally changed from Empire in this. It's like yeah. it's clownish now. I think R2
1: uh C three PO is way over the top in this movie. Like his oh. his, his, his yeah, his he's got he's basically oh, he's turned into like a fifties sci fi character who like everything that happens is like ooh you know?
0: Yeah. And R 2s kinda of toned down. R two R two is the funniest one I thought in like, you interpret everything through 3PO, but right. R2 is kind of funny in the original. And this one is, yeah. he's, he's just sort of all business. I'd be fine with Jabba's Palace if Luke came in and just the, the quick change about Luke. Luke, uh, Hamill is a little bit miscast at this point. I, I don't, I don't know. I think he, I think he's fine in Empire, but Jedi is when it's like, it starts to do. I'd be fine with Jabba's Palace if he walked in and solved everything immediately. I'd be like that would really show like evolution, like how much time has passed between the end of Empire no and this movie? No idea. Is this a long time? He seems much
1: better it's, being a little It's Jedi. anywhere it from to like say. six months to like two years, I think. I don't know. I have no idea.
3: It's weird because Lando and them are supposedly on their way straight there. Yeah. Right. So it should be like 15 minutes. But it's obviously not because Luke's gotten better, new lightsaber. Yeah,
0: he's, yeah, he's got a new light. I, I would just, I'd be happy with Jabba's palace if he had a lightsaber and he solved the thing then. Like, he was like, I've come in to sol- to fix this. Instead of falling in the pit, even though 3PO warns him about it. Um, and then having the pig creature try to awkwardly not fall down the pit behind him. Yeah. Um, But I I think that would have been a good way to, like, this is development. Luke is now a Jedi. Like, he Mm -hmm. can handle things. Vader's still better than him, so it's going to be a fight. But he can handle idiots like Jabba and the Twilix and all that stuff. (laughs) Instead, you have him, he fights the Rancor, which is a weird scene that is kind of boring. Like in a, But it, I, I like the rancor. Yeah, I so think it's I'm the, very, works.
2: watch watch the rancor scene with a kid, which I have done recently, and it's actually really scary. When the rancor picks up the pig monster a Gamorian guard. When he picks up the Gamorian guard, the thing's like squealing, yes. and then he bites it, and you they <laughs> they put a sound effect in of like the crunch noise. It's actually I watched it with my son the first time we watched it. He bit into the Gamorian guard, and my son instantly goes, "I don't want to watch this anymore." It was like it was scary. <laughs> <laughs> I just his
0: looks like. Acting a badass Jedi, right? He's hand waving at people. He walks in. He's like, "I'm going to talk to Jabba now." He falls. He in the pit. chokes people with the yes. force. Yes, he's
1: choking people. The first people thing with... he does is he kills the Gamorrean. I think no, he doesn't, doesn't. kill him. He, he chokes two of them. You yeah. give
3: him a little push,
0: <laughs> but they're holding their necks. He's choking. Force he falls tap. down the pit. Force loved him. And apparently, all his training goes out the books. He doesn't even use okay. the force to push the button, which yeah. you would think would be something to do. He picks up a rock and he throws it at it. It's like, why is his training? Well, so. Something that
1: occurred to me as as I started to watch it was Luke is basically like a Jedi hipster because they all of the training that happened between Empire and Jedi he must have done himself so yeah. he's he's just styling he's basically like his he's dressing and and doing the equivalent of like uh you know being really into vinyl and yep. how vinyl sounds better than CDs because like, he, how else would he have learned how to do that? He, he did it all himself. He's modeling himself after a Jedi.
0: Yeah, he's modeling himself after Obi Wan, and <clears> just sort <throat> of the hand waving and stuff. But it's just, I don't know. Everyone and really-
1: also he fights, he fights with a lightsaber like someone trying to swat a fly out of the air. Yeah, he lo- he
0: looks like a kid, <laughs> the fat kid taking practice swings with a baseball bat when he's out there going up. To, it's uh, but I, I, I like the, although I like the. I like the change in what the lightsaber... The lightsaber is actually, in this movie, kind of looks like a real weapon. Like, you actually yeah. swing it and you do stuff with it. Um, the one saving grace of the Jabba stuff is... I do like the fight scene out on the mm. dunes. Like, yeah, I think yeah. it's pretty good. It doesn't make any sense that R2-D2 has the lightsaber this entire time. Um, it's all part of the plan, man.
1: So the, the
2: nerd plan. excuse for this is that Luke can use the Force and kind of see the future and foresee what's going to happen in a sort of way. So he sets it up that way.
0: But he's making that future by giving the lightsaber to R2.
2: That's true. Instead of just walking <laughs> into the room. And- he could
0: just go in and handle it. I mean, he sends the droids into a weird tone thing where the droids are in a torture chamber. A droid's being torn apart by its arms. And a, another droid is screaming in terror as the thing is, like, printing on it. He sends mm-hmm. them into there willingly. And then he sends Leia right after. She gets caught. She gets turned into a sex slave and then looks like, well, fuck it. Now I'll just go in. No one is he watching on like a screen on the car, like on the <laughs> ship outside. Just be like, Oh Jesus, I got to go in now.
1: Yeah. I would be more convinced if the stuff that happened, well, I don't know. It's tough. Cause obviously you have to have some sort of,
3: I think you can see it as layers of plans. I mean, I agree that there is a certain degree of like, yes, my plan was to do, uh, you know, a flip off the diving board and f- come back and kill everyone. Yeah. Um, That doesn't make a ton of sense, but, you know, you could see it as layers of plans, like you throw the droids in there, Leia might have been able to just get out with Han, who knows, Mm -hmm. maybe, you know, Mm -hmm. he can use a mind trick on Java. uh, Java. Yeah, Um,
1: I'm I'm sure some of it, if we really wanted to get into the planning stage of this thing... I'm sure some of it was probably, all right, if Leia and Lando can't get Han out, right. then Luke will come in and et cetera, et cetera. I don't know.
3: I think the funnier aspect of the planning thing is when, you know, if Luke's coming up with this and he gets to the point where he's like, okay, and if all that doesn't work, then I'm going to kill everyone. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Which like, he well, does. what
3: about not be necessary. What about escape? And he's like, no, no, no. I'm going to kill them all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or what yeah, about you're right. Luke? he what skirts
0: a, with the dark side quite
3: frankly. Or what
1: about the part the part of the plan that involves just literally delivering Chewbacca to Jabba the Hutt? There's no point in the plan where they're going to be like, "All right, then we have to free jo- we have to free Chewie from the basement."
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah, that is true. There's at that point there's too many prisoners to get out easily. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I Unless Lando. Well, Lando wasn't on screen, so Lando might have been off helping. Out, you know,
0: yeah, Lando Lando spends the entire job as palace flashing his face at everyone just kind of like hey hey it's me, Lando, I'm Lando Leia, Leia, it's me, Lando. Look at I'm wearing this thing. I feel everyone in between the movies hit their head. Because everyone is slightly <laughs> stupider in this one. Boba Fett falls on his face. Like and then he just falls into the pit. Huh? Well, um, he gets bla- he gets
1: hit from behind.
0: Yeah, yeah, because then, yeah. Han is Han is blind. <laughs> no, Boba
1: Fett, Boba Fett goes out like a total,
0: total punk in this movie. He yeah. does, yeah, and he makes such a cool uh, entrance too with his little My, jet. Thing so that he, I, another seen.
1: thing I was thinking, there's no reason he should be there. If he's a bounty hunter, he has no loyalty to Jabba the Hutt. As soon as shit, what they should have done is as soon
2: as shit started going down, he should have just been like peace and then just jetted off. Yeah. So yep. I think that's that's the plan with Boba Fett that they kind of put into Return of the Jedi is that he he's not I take it that he's not necessarily you know a freelance bounty hunter that he's actually part of Boba Fett's entourage okay yeah. that he lives in the a palace a
3: Jabba's whatever. entourage
0: that yeah he's yeah, 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 it, yeah.
2: part of Jabba's entourage right
0: <clears throat> he's got a retainer he's got he's yeah. doing an expensive he's lawyer. between jobs now. No. <laughs> 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 it's I well I mean I feel. I, I mentioned in one of the earlier podcasts Yoda might undergo a bad character assassination. Uh, character assassination. Yeah. What happens to Han Solo in this movie? He is he's a totally yeah different
1: character. I, I feel like I don't know if it's the way he's written or if it's Han, Harrison Ford
2: playing him, but
1: he seems like he's just phoning it in. I mean, he has been frozen in carbonite for
2: somewhere between six <laughs> months and I don't know, eight <laughs> years. I think that his uh, Harrison perfor- Harrison Ford's performance when he wakes up from the carbonite. On to when they massacre everybody in Java's entourage. I think it's really, yes, really good. I, I do, I do, it's really like it. excellent. Yeah.
3: I think he's very. A, he's funny too. Just yeah. Just a softer version of Han Solo. But you're right. Like by the end, he does, through the rest of the movie, he's just an sh- sh- out and out good guy. Like he loses yeah. some of the complexity. In the second half, he's he's kind of clownish
0: the entire time. Like when he when he can't see Chewie's hugging him, you know, and that that kind of works with their relationship that you've seen. But then it's like just the Boba Fett. Like where's Boba Fett? He's blind, spinning around, and he, he clownishly kills Boba Fett. And see, then, I like that.
3: So I like I like the a little higher. <laughs> <And> <laughs> it's
0: then, ironic. Could I can see a lot better. And then by the end, he has that weird thing where he's just like, "Well, fine, you and Luke can be
2: together," which doesn't
0: yeah. seem at all like Han Solo. That that's. <laughs>
2: So I noticed after we did the last podcast and there was that conversation we had about Leia that...
1: Oh, yeah. I was going to ask you to bring
2: that up. Yeah. I was not ready for Clay's slander of Princess Leia after...
0: (laughs) Caught (laughs) you (laughs) off (laughs) guard.
2: Yeah. That totally caught me (laughs) off guard. So I had to think about it. But I realized after that that it's not Leia that's the bad character in, in Empire Strikes Back. I think it's Han Solo. Han Solo has zero agency to him after he turns in New Hope from then on. His entire character's focus is that he's in love with Princess Leia. And that's, that's what motivates every single thing he does, even through Return of the Jedi.
0: Yeah. Yes. He seems, he seems much more like pussy whipped by this. Like, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's really, he's, he's in no love, longer, man. He's, he's no, no love. longer roguish. He is just like, he's listening to worried. a lot of Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> he got blown by a guy in Chicago. Anyone want to watch that Kirby Enthusiasm movie? The, um, yeah, it's just... I don't know. Anyone any, anyone got a, another topic? Do you want to keep talking about... Well, the one thing I did want to say about
1: the Jabba's Palace sequence is... So, as I said earlier, my main issue with this movie is how little plot there actually is. And the Jabba's Palace sequence is almost an hour long. And nothing that happens in that sequence has any bearing on the rest of the movie. It's real long. Yeah. I,
4: it's-,
0: it's
1: about about 40 minutes at Jabba's Palace... Then there's maybe like 10 minutes at Dagobah with Yoda where Yoda dies because, you know, you can't have Yoda dicking around. <laughs> and after that point, it, um, the, the plot starts in that movie when they have the briefing about the new Death Star. And that's almost an hour into the movie. Yep. And, you know, I, I don't know. It's just compared to Empire and New, new
0: Hope where so much happens. I Yeah. Here, here's my thing. What I've noticed from this will really come into play in – prequels when we start talking about them once i when you're doing that by yourself when i'm doing that by myself (laughs) and i'm just praising them because they're divine from god the um the thing about lucas and watching these star wars movies in a row is that um he really loves super linear storytelling like there's there's not a lot of cuts here where a character is just like I need to get somewhere, and then you cut to them being in that somewhere. You see everybody's journey every step of the way as to where they go. It's really noticeable in Phantom Menace. Um, but half of that movie is walking. The, the thing. <laughs> and the other half is swimming. The thing about <laughs> the, like this, uh, the Jedi movie like you have the like you go to Jabba and Dagobah, you see him go to Dagobah, he comes back you see the meeting it's like everything is one step after the other every yeah. footprint like goes right and they make the movies drag a little bit empire is the best because it has the dual storylines going right. it's like the only time where that happens in the series um and it's just it's just kind of it feels very plotting to me jedi in a way that and it, i mean what's everyone's opinion on death star 2.0 is this a good idea
1: i think it's really lazy I think it's really lazy, because um, it's just—it's it, not finished. It's unbuilt. Yeah, but I mean, it's got a cool look to it. It's got a great design. I mean, it looks great, but again, it's like—I uh, guess that's another thing you could kind of think about how long between movies, because probably they didn't build that in a weekend, right? Uh, but still, it's like they even the blow climax, it up the same way. It, it's yes. just yeah. like
0: a more CG laden. No, actually, we. <laughs>
1: We were watching it with our friend who hadn't seen it before, and when uh, when it came on the screen, he said, so did they think to cover up the exhaust port this time? And we didn't say anything, and when it got to the end run, he's like, oh, so there's actually just a bigger hole <laughs> yeah. this time. And, you like, can and like fly into it. Them. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need it's the force to shoot <laughs> your proton torpedoes. <laughs> yeah. no, totally I mean, I, I don't have a problem with the way it's executed. I think it's a great attack and the way that they uh, kind of juxtapose it with what's going on on the Death Star is really good. But as far as story goes, it's like all right. So you you spend it takes you an hour to get into the actual plot of this movie, and then when you get there, it's oh yeah, we have to go blow up the
0: Death Star again. <laughs> it's like. Geez. Oh, the, the uh, yeah. Just a quick point. You, I didn't realize I saw a YouTube video. The second Death Star is many, 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 many times bigger than the first Death Star. Is it really? Yeah, I never the, you never get that impression from. They must say its size or something, but it's yeah, it's supposed to be much There's bigger. Still, only six Tie Fighters in it though. And, <laughs> and how big is Endor, the moon, if the the what was previously called a moon is tiny and orbits it? Endor must be the biggest goddamn moon in the galaxy at this point, right? Maybe. Endor, Endor's a moon. Isn't Endor it? is a moon. This, right.
2: The sanctuary moon. What is it a moon of? An even bigger <laughs>
0: <laughs> An even bigger planet.
2: Is it the moon of Endor? Because they say the sanctuary moon, and then they say oh. the forest moon of Endor. Oh, yeah. I, I thought they were
0: describing Endor. So, wait a minute. I mean, they could be. Like, hold on I guess it could go either hold way. Hold on one
1: second. Are, have, has everybody been wrong for the past 30 years? Is the forest planet not actually Endor? No, f- they say forest, moon, forest of moon of Endor. So
3: I think, yeah, we're getting into that tricky use of "of." Right? Is this, <laughs> is this a possessive "of," or is this the other "of"? Because I think it's like
0: we never see the planet that Endor or the moon of Endor is circling. I,
3: I think it's the forest moon of Endor. Is in the forest moon called Endor? Yeah. Okay, I think it probably
0: is. We'll we'll archaic, we, don't, yeah. we don't need more archaic use cards. of
3: "of." <laughs> The horse died.
2: but the I really want to correct die. someone next time they say Endor. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it's the moon of Endor. <laughs> uh,
0: you'll notice you never actually see Endor. <laughs> but, uh, it, uh, well, what the fuck was I talking about? <laughs> the, the Death Star... I, I mean, I think I think it's shockingly lazy. That like yeah. You come in halfway and you're just like, Really? We're going to do it again. We're just going to go all the way through this again. Except this time, you kill two
2: birds with one stone because the Emperor, for some reason, decides that he wants to be there. Um which we learned through Mon Mothma's pep talk, which is, I mean, what a terrible leader. What kind of speech is that? She ends it with like, by the way, guys, there were a lot of people that got killed learning this information. <laughs> Many
0: Bothans. F- FYI. FYI. Have you
2: heard of the
1: Bothans? Well, they're, they're all dead now.
0: All of them.
3: Well, uh, where, where do you, where do we want
0: to go? I, I wanted to say
3: on what, on what Clay was saying, because I think this is important going into the prequels of, you know, you, you fe- feel like this movie doesn't have as much plot or the plot is really Mm -hmm. simplified and for me what it is is it's a transition between like the first two have this type of plot that i feel really does move along like everything builds on what came before it's usually a character has a character component and some macguffin component when you get the plans the hero needs to get off the plan needs to do this this and that each step is moving towards that Mm -hmm. but in jedi we start moving towards these more enclosed uh, sequences that don't reach into the one before and after—it's kind of just like an idea by itself, mm-hmm. minus Luke's journey later in the movie with the Emperor. But everything else is is very isolated. Like you—you know—everything on Endor is sort of just stirring the same pot in the forest for a while. Yeah, yeah. And to me, that's something you're going to see a lot. Of in the prequels as yeah. well, it's that type of scene. You just get somewhere and you can stir that pot until the chase sequence is over and get out.
2: And and to wrap up the Jabba's palace stuff, I think if you're watching the movie for the first time, the big takeaway from Jabba's palace is that Luke is Luke's a serious guy now. Like he doesn't smile anymore. He yeah. he takes himself very very seriously. Yeah.
1: I th- I think honestly, if there had been one plot element that was derived from the Jabba's palace sequence that played into the later thing. <clears throat> the later actual plot i th- i would be totally fine with it it's just that it's i mean it's 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 so much different than the f- first 15 minutes of empire strikes back which arguably <clears throat> excuse me arguably has the same level of disconnect from the plot
0: but you get so much character information in Empire, like you said. F- I feel like Jabba's palace doesn't even feel very Star Wars. It feel- it reminds me of like Fraggle Rock. Like there's like a, what's that fucking thing's name? Sacrilegious Crumb or whatever. He's, that dude, that guy's a dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing, the only enjoyment I got
2: at him is when he tears out three PO's eye just for whatever reason. But it's like rewatching it. I actually love Salacious Grumpy. Like he laughs too loud at everything that <laughs> oh, happens. Yeah. Like I love him.
1: He's great, <laughs> but I wish somebody
0: like force pushed him into a wall. Or <laughs> yeah, he just gets away at yeah. the end.
2: He just runs off.
0: I, I I feel like no, everybody dies. I feel like it's gone from. Um,
3: <laughs> it, Did you not see that explosion at the end? <laughs>
0: Everyone, no, no one gets away, with... R two jumps out the thing and he's all right. And <laughs> one of my favorite sequences right there. But no, I feel like um, it, they don't feel like Star Wars creatures at this point. They feel like Muppets more than anything. Like they they've gone from Star Wars creature to Muppet. Like they, there's yeah. a difference in how they react and how they look and how they feel. And it it reverts back once they get out of Jabba's palace after that half hour that we spend there with him. Yeah. But I
3: was still very impressed by Java, him or itself oh, yeah. as a puppet. Yeah. I mean, I. Looking back on that, I mean, it is just amazing. Like, you can see his arm moving and his chin and chest and eyes all at the same time. Oh, yeah. Very great. lifelike. I mean, it's really Jabba and Yoda.
2: This viewing was the first time I amazing. ever noticed Jabba smoking a bong the first time you see yeah, him. Yeah, he's got, like, a little hookah <laughs> then at uh, then it is with set. like
3: With, like, a frog in And, it and they
2: something? give him, like, the high eyes when he first <laughs> wakes up when the droids walk in.
3: But you don't question for a second that this is a real thing. Right. You know, it's one right. thing when it's a humanoid walking around and you go, okay, that's kind of a person. But this is like a giant slug that you just feel its presence. You don't even question that this is a real creature, which yeah. is pretty amazing. And
0: the the original series, this is the first time you see Jabba, right? He does yeah. not make well, an appearance w- at all. Well, you know. Minus the, uh, the,
1: the added scenes. Right. But in, in the, the original, the yep, original yes. theatrical, this right. is the yes. first
0: time you see him. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he's he's an interesting design. If anything, it's just it's, not, it's yeah. And odd. I, I, I think, think he's got a
2: great voice too. I love yeah, his voice, and I fantastic. love that they that almost every time he talks, his voice is so deep, and he speaks through the interpreter C3PO, whose voice is so high. And just the two of them next to each other is really cool. It's a cool effect. And
1: I think I think they do a disservice to him in uh, in the added footage and in Phantom Menace because I ne- like, I never. Want to see job I never thought to myself, "Oh, it'd be great if we could see Jabba the Hutt moving around."
4: He you know, like young, way,
1: athletic. You know, that's actually how I've heard George Lucas. Uh, Had his whole, yeah, con- yeah, justify it. Justify <laughs> it. Um, Did you ever see the Jabba football deleted scene? <laughs> <laughs> trying out. It's, it's Jabba and Boba Fett just tossing a football <laughs> in the alley, wearing tuxedos? Uh, but yeah, he's. I mean, his design is so. You know slug like and so large and so disgusting and so you know gluttonous that you just don't I mean even that thing he, that thing he sits on moves more than he does yeah and it doesn't feel like oh well we just couldn't get the puppet to move it feels like well that's just he's just this this greed monster yeah, that just yeah. is Yeah a you're sloth. totally right. It,
3: Him- it's, he's a slug and this is his lair. Right he moves behind the curtain at some and point. I, I, he somehow making, gets behind that curtain.
1: Making the huts a species, it's like making Yoda a species. I never, it's like, no, he can just be Jabba the Hut, and that just be his name. Right.
3: One more thing on that, just because it has to be called out. A tiny, tiny change that they made is, I don't know when this crept in. It might have been in the re-release. I have no idea. Um, but when the dancer tries to choke Jabba... hmm The way it used to be is that he hits the button or whatever, she falls in, and you don't see her actually fall down there. You just see that giant slab start sliding forward, and you hear blood-curdling screams. And it is so much better than that little extra footage they added, and it kind of sets a much more serious tone for Luke to arrive and things to get a little bit more serious. Mm -hmm. I mean, to me, that plus the Mm -hmm. new... Music thing just takes any chance of. That uh,
1: original song is so good. Yeah. It is uh, from the original one. But I had to call let's out. Just that sing one. it for the
0: next five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> the drummer guy. The drummer guy. Oh, the drummer Lips. Goes. What the fuck is that thing's name? I don't know. Noodles. <laughs> Snoodles. Oh, oh, Sice Noodles. Sice Noodles. Si yeah. Oh my god. Go, Everyone go, if you're on YouTube, which you have to be, go check out Sice Noodles. It's really something. But uh,
2: I guess let's talk about. The forest mood of Endor, for whatever that means. Well, if we're get, if we're gonna go in order, you want to do the the Dagobah stuff? Talk about yeah.
0: It, yeah talk about whatever you want.
2: Yeah, because yeah, after the after they leave, Luke goes back to Dagobah to complete his training with Yoda, who <laughs> promptly dies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, real bad. time. I actually rewatching it. That scene bored the hell out of me.
3: Really? Yeah, yeah I, I felt man. the opposite. I actually really liked it. I I thought uh, it was moving. Yoda is very convincing. Um. And my favorite thing I noticed about it now was they don't let Mark Hamill say a damn thing. It's just <laughs> yeah. like, honestly, let you, please yeah, let Yoda talk. <laughs> I,
0: I, I started to pull out the stopwatch for Yoda's last sentence. He ta- he drags it out for like three minutes. He's
4: like, nope. <laughs> <laughs>
3: my favorite
0: Yoda moment, which I think is underplayed is actually an empire when he gets super creepy. He's like, you will be. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very weird Yoda, uh, Angle he takes, but yeah, he's in this one. He's fine. This actually, I was reading. Lucas didn't want to put him in Return of the Jedi, and all the other producers are like, "You have to see Yoda die. Like this just huh. has to happen."
2: Yeah, I. What bothers me about that whole scene is you get the really really painful uh, from a certain point of view speech by <laughs> Obi Wan, which is like such a cop That's out. That's the
0: first. Time, it's the first time he's mentioned it. This is Lucas's new. He's this. He's like this. Is what the story's about. It's about perspective. He saw it at that moment. Is like I'm gonna make more movies about perspective.
1: <laughs> Further, uh, uh, furthering the idea that Obi Wan is a manipulative of dickhead. Yeah, because that's a total dick move. Yeah. You're like, no, I mean, I didn't not tell you the <laughs> truth.
2: Just left uh, live through omission or whatever. Yeah, that, thing that is. you I, should have read between the lines when I said <laughs> he killed your father. Did you not see me? Air quote. <laughs> I, um,
1: no, that seems weird. I, I mean, I, I like it to an extent, but I, I do feel like it's. I think this another thing this movie has a problem with is there's too many characters. There's too many. Uh, um, like, I like the addition of Palpatine. But that's another character you have to devote time to. I think a lot of the neutering of the characters that were so good in Empire is a result of having other characters that need to, need more time. Um, I
0: don't need like I don't know how Lando made the cut. Like I don't I don't need Lando in this. movie. Yeah,
1: Lando could have been like, "Hey guys, I'm helped you save Han. Huh? Now I'm gonna go peace out, and that would be the end of it."
0: Uh, yeah. yeah I, <laughs> it although although cool. uh,
1: Lando's co-pilot the Millennium Falcon is my favorite. Yeah, deformed
0: Mario character. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His, uh, Mario with like a cleft lip, or sorry, something for everyone with cleft <laughs> lips. But uh, it's uh, or cleft pal. The um, yeah, I didn't need Lan- like I would think that Han should serve that role. Leia can be on the planet, and Han does the you know leading the fights in the galaxy. Yeah, I don't know. I, well is that because we've separated the characters so much at this point that we kind of need them to be yeah, with you each have other so
3: many strands that yeah and unless you want each of them like by themselves leading a bunch of extras around i
2: actually well, i
0: was actually thinking when i watched this i was like thinking about how you know the press loves talking to the actors and everything about like oh what was it like working with them they really don't work with each other that much they don't share that many scenes mm. with each other and it's like they probably you know they're obviously hanging out at the shooting but it's like they aren't it's not a buddy movie or anything like that. Well, Luke doesn't.
2: Luke, right? I, Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher spend a lot of time on screen together, right?
3: Yeah. The other. In this
2: one, yes. Yeah, no, definitely.
3: I think in Empire. I mean, oh yeah. In Empire general, too, yeah. it's a good amount, um, except for Luke, which is why I remember when we were talking about Star Wars: <coughs> The uh, New Hope. I noticed like this little part where they're in the trash compactor. Yeah. That's kind of their only hang time. Yeah. And yeah. and that continues through this, minus being captured by Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um but I, I wanted to bring up I mean you're talking about the different characters in rewatching it oh, I right, right. I the thing that struck me the most was I absolutely loved the emperor in this and it mm-hmm. I like the emperor too. It yeah. became to me a big sh- cuz I had forgotten what he was like pre-prequel almost like they really take him for a ride in the new (laughs) movies. They milk (laughs) that guy. But he is so good in this and so powerful. And I had forgotten how much of the movie is built around like building him up. Like even Yoda talks about the emperor, which I had forgotten. Yeah. He says, don't underestimate the emperor. Right. He's, um, I like his, I, I think it's,
0: I even like their, it's very reminiscent of it, but I like the sets of the emperor's throne room or whatever oh, they probably so call good. it that. I think it's even better than the freezing place. Um <laughs> I just like the design of it a little bit more. I don't know. It's it, it's a very personal They're on thing. par. They're very similar to each other. They're circular yeah, rooms. Yeah,
1: they, they are
0: definitely similar. But I just do like the idea of his chair. He just sits and looks out the window. What, I, I what
2: actually stuck out to me about the throne room this viewing was there are those circular, like, blue computer com- that kiosks. You can't get into. Everywhere. There's so many of them. Like, when is that room filled with
3: guys just no, typing but ha- away? No, how do you
0: get in? You have to crawl under the computer to get into the I think the he's middle. got a staff
3: of, like, 200 coders or something. That's <laughs> when you have the temps in. They have to sit yeah. there, make copies. Well, he's got
1: that sweet throne that, that has, like... It looks like it has a really good reading light above it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And it's probably really hard to get into. He's And he's got, yeah, he must have scolio. He's got terrible posture. He's just very lean. Also, bed, another around. thing,
1: another reason why Palpatine is so good, or another piece of evidence to show how good he is, that dude was 39. Yeah. And I don't, I I just assumed he was 130. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He was, yeah, he's the only, like, him as an actor is older in the prequels. It's like the one, you know, like he yeah. aged into it.
3: And if you're imagining seeing this for the first time, like you don't even see his face in any meaningful way until um <clears throat> until Luke gets there. Yeah, yeah. Um there is a little bit um you see him with Vader, but it's very pulled back and you know, he's very uh ominous dark figure. You have no idea what he's up to or what he's going to do.
0: Well, it, it ties into the the Han got completely neutered. Vader in company yeah. with the Emperor is completely <laughs> neutered as well. He he's a uh, I don't want to talk about Vader just yet. I, I'll continue to talk about the Emperor, but it's the um I like the Emperor basically all the way up until his his plan doesn't really makes a lot of sense to me. Like it kind of fits now that th- we've all accepted that this is like the way that the Jedi order works. His his plan to
1: send out more crack his team of crack troops who then get pelted to death by rocks
0: (laughs) and or just like and you lightly mock somebody until they attack you like what is he supposed to kill Vader
1: I actually kind of like that um I like that because he the language he uses is almost like like someone uh the dominant person in an abusive relationship. Because he starts talking to Luke as though Luke has already succumbed to him. So he starts saying like, uh, you know, uh, you are already mine or, you know, you don't need to do that because you're, you you know, the language he uses is is very condescending to Luke. And it's, 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 it's a really, I always liked it as a way of uh, chipping away at his, his willpower.
0: Your father was a real bitch. too. I got his balls in my robe over here. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it's, it is his, what's the emperor's end game here for Luke to kill Vader? Is that ever said in this movie? Yeah. Vader says it at some point.
2: No, uh, the Emperor says it to Luke, doesn't he? He says, strike him down and take his place at my side. Yes. Okay. I think the
3: Emperor gives both options. He even invites him to kill himself, the Emperor, to, for Luke to kill the Emperor. Right. Strike me down. Right. Well, I,
1: I don't think he ever expected that to happen, though. I no, think... I'm
3: not saying he does, but he... He's the offering The idea it. is someone needs to get struck yeah, down. I, I, assumed, I, assumed <laughs> was, I assumed it was... Someone's gonna die.
1: I assumed it was... Uh, Luke kills Vader. Luke turns to the dark side. Palpatine wins. Vader kills Luke. Luke's dead. Vader's still there. Palpatine wins. So I figured I, I, I always assumed it was a no lose scenario for him. He didn't count on getting. Tossed I agree. Down
3: I think that a shaft. <laughs> no. Uh, no. 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 <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> no. Well, let's uh. Before we get into the ending, because I do like the ending to Jedi. I think it might be pretty good. I do want to uh. Let's talk about... I like the Ewoks. Am I, I alone? like the Ewoks, too. The Ewoks get slandered so unfairly. I think they do, too. I have one problem with the Ewoks, but I want to hear what other people think.
2: Here's my big thing about the Ewoks. If you... So they say that the original script had Wookiees instead of Ewoks. Which are bigger and scarier and can rip a man in two. If you replace the Ewoks with something like that, like a big scary monster, Return of the Jedi is a totally different movie. It starts in Jabba's Palace. You've got Leia in the skimpy outfit. You've got the Rancor monster. And then you get onto Endor and there are these giant monsters ripping apart Stormtroopers. It would be – yeah, get a soft sounds, R rating. Sounds good to I, me. You,
3: so you're pro-Wookie.
2: <laughs> I'm pro-Ewok, man.
3: Yeah, I,
0: I was reading about that too, and <laughs> I just, I, I, I don't know what this says about Lucas, but they're just like, no, we shouldn't do the, the Wookiee thing. He's like, oh. He's like, well, Wookiees are big. Let's just make small Wookiees. And that was like the one that went about Brilliant. it. Brilliant. Here's they $5 million. These, dollars. Turned out these teddy bear <laughs> things. Sure, George. My one problem. Just sign the check. My one problem with the Ewoks, and Lucas' Lucas's argument against this is, he, th- he says that the Ewoks do not win the battle. They merely cause a distraction, which I think is bullshit because the Ewoks win true. the fight in yeah. this. I could see that being made that way where the Ewoks do something that is just a distraction. And it causes things to happen. My main problem with the Ewoks is the Ewoks replace the Rebellion. And I don't understand why there are no Rebellion people on the planet fighting with them. There's very few. It's yeah, there's, like... There's yeah. just
1: Han Solo's ship of people. Yeah, and it's... <laughs> I always have wondered. Actually, it, it really stuck out to me this time. That whole sequence where they're uh, about to be eaten by the Ewoks or whatever. What is the other group of Rebels doing? Are they just like chilling by the rendezvous point, like <laughs> he he's just like looking back. at their watches, being like, "He said the meet here at like ten minutes ago.
0: We've been here for four hours." <laughs> They've been polishing. They've been uh, working on their droidicas. It's a it's a good question. I just Clay, what did you think about the Ewoks? I
1: like the idea I don't have a problem with the idea I like the idea that you know they get help from a uh, seemingly uh, cuddly uh, primitive primitive powerless race to uh, defeat the you know the cocky Empire but yeah again I, I I agree with what you said I think the problem is they're too good at it and but they're also not good enough like yep. like we we were joking uh, when we were watching it the other night we were joking about how it would be a lot better if if we found out that the uh, the Ewoks actually just ate all of the stormtroopers afterwards <laughs> yeah.
0: so at that at that point
1: you'd be like oh so okay they're not just killing these guys they're fucking eating
0: them they're doing something i was i was thinking the uh if i could add one scene i would add a little motivation to the my opening scene for jedi would be the Ewoks running from, like, a burning down Ewok village as mm-hmm. the Empire is setting up their base. Okay. And it gives them kind of a, like... Th- this is a reason why they want to fight. Because they've been, like, you know, pushed off of their you land mean, by... Uh, other than uh
1: this gold man is a god? Right. Other than the gold
0: <laughs> man is a god and he can fly around. Although... They're very doubtful of a god until he manages to fly right. Like, like, they
2: think 3PO is a god, but 3PO's like you got to let them go and he's like, "Nah, yeah, we're not going to do that. <laughs> we're going to eat them instead." <laughs> well,
0: who was it? Who was it the other
1: night that said if they think 3PO is a god, what do you think they thought of that giant space station that showed up <laughs> in the sky? I don't know where. They
0: were they were Yeah, it's it's sad. I just I would have given the Ewoks some reason to fight back against the Empire instead of the, they just like these people. Um, but I don't have a problem with the Ewoks. I don't think they ruin... Anything and I, I no, I guess they're they're adorable as all hell, so like, especially the baby one. Yeah, the <laughs>
2: baby one's so cute.
0: the The one thing that I, I do,
1: you know, I, I, I have you guys heard the the, the criticism of uh, the the climax of Jedi that the only reason the rebellion wins is because Han
2: Solo steps on a twig. Yes, that I think I, I created that criticism in the seventh grade myself it's That's possible it was me first <laughs> um but yeah i kind of you know it's a, i kind of
1: agree with that a little bit because if they hadn't met the ewoks then the the emperor would have he knew that they were coming so they would have gotten taken out by the i mean if if it's if it's what you're saying uh west that the original intention was that the ewoks just provide distraction all right but clearly they're they, they do win a, the world right
0: yeah they, they they do everything they they learn to fly. They can paraglide. They smash a lot of. They created a lot of uh, armaments too in a very short window that I didn't really understand. They yeah. they really armed themselves to the teeth. But they have, uh, they're have they nice. They have spears and they throw rocks and they take down the finest troops. All troop.
1: those booby traps were there from when the Predator showed up beforehand. <laughs> Imagine
0: if they had just deleted the line, these are my finest troops. Because that's the thing yeah, everyone goes back yeah, to. They're yeah. like, really, these are his finest troops? If he just hadn't said that, he'd be <laughs> like, I sent my shittiest squad because we got this shit locked said, up. Whoever's yeah. <laughs> left. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no one knows we're here. These are, the, these are the old people and the 14-year-olds. This is the Endor crew, guys. <laughs> There's a reason
1: they're on the fourth moon. <laughs>
0: I I, I think that's fine. Is there anything else that happened? I mean, the speeder bikes, I like the speeder bikes. Oh, so let's talk about that
1: scene where uh, um, Luke tells Leia that he's her brother. Painful. And this was... You
2: brought this up earlier that Mark Hamill is no longer... Mark Hamill doesn't do a great job. I think Mark Hamill does a fine job in the Emperor's Throne Room, and I think he does a decent job in Jabba's Palace, but the scene... In the Ewok village, when he's talking to Leia, this time around watching it, his dialogue is delivered exactly like Derek Zoolander. It's like, it's really, <laughs> really hard to watch. It's so, that scene's bad. I just think, when I was saying that earlier the
0: Hamill's miscast, he was fine through Empire, but now he's supposed to be a little bit hardened, and he can't do it. It's like, I don't yeah. believe that this guy is good enough at this point to really pull it off. Um, and I, I, he was fine through the first two, it's just he's kind of falling apart here. The, the Lucas the staging of the uh, well let's not forget he didn't direct this movie no he didn't but yeah. I I was reading some that he served as a uncredited second director because there was so much to do I don't know if yeah. that's true but he was I have, I have heard that yeah so I mean his he's obviously he has a his fingerprints are all over everything right. it's I'm starting to notice his his love of like I almost think he'd be better as like a theater. He he sets things up very theatrically. Like when Luke just walks off stage left and then Han comes in stage right. Yeah, and it's like wow, this is very (laughs) not cinematic. (laughs) But yeah, it's it's very very. uh, But
1: yeah, that whole plot point. I mean, I guess I don't have that big of a problem with the idea, but it's just. I'd have more questions.
0: Yeah, if someone was like, "I'm your sibling," yeah, be and, like, and wow, she, when did we get separated? How did this happen? Uh, she knew.
1: She always knew. Uh, yeah, I feel like you. You. This is. You get a lot of this in the prequels, and I feel like this is the beginning of having getting around a lot of uh, writing problems by just saying the force because he's like, "You're my sister," and she's like, "I know. I think I've always known.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I." Yeah, and, uh, and thank, thank end, God we didn't bang. Yeah, or how
1: about at the end? Uh, oh, that was the other thing. How these characters who are who are introduced to these family elements that they've previously had no knowledge of take to them immediately. Like yeah, yeah. What, by the beginning of Return of the Jedi, he's basically calling Darth Vader dad. Yeah, <laughs> like he's just like, oh, my father's going to be there. He's like, what? Who, what? It's a big step. And then at the end, when when Han comes out and he's like, so so you're going to run off with Luke? He's like, no, silly. He's my brother. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> I, Duh. <laughs> like, like,
0: you fucking moron. Where have you been? It's just, I don't know. And it's Solo's just,
3: reaction is great because he's yes. like, a, oh, I know what that means.
1: <laughs> it's but on. It, it
3: also is a little bit of a
1: reaction of the audience because he's like, what? <laughs> I... Uh,
0: I'm okay, I guess. I've known you guys for either six months or seven years, and this never came <laughs> up. Yeah. Either way. So let's uh, let's talk about the throne room final scene. I like the ending of Jedi. I think, for all its faults, I think this wraps up the original prequels or the original the original trilogy very well. I think that the movie as a whole is better as a finale for what came before it than it is as a movie. It's not a particularly great movie, but it yeah it wraps everything up pretty nicely. Um. And I like the final scene. I think this now. That, now I'm just going through and saying all the lightsaber fights are better than the other. I like this lightsaber fight. It's great. I think, great. It's, I think yeah, it's, good. it's good. Yeah, it's the first time he's going to embrace this more. I guess the effects are getting better. The physicality of the fighting is actually apparent. Um, even though mm-hmm. I always laugh when the lightsabers hit railings and don't cut through them for whatever reason, those are <laughs> well, indestructible.
1: just like just graze the railings. <laughs> it
0: just graze. And you think I think they like, use cheap railings in the Emperor's throne room. <laughs> dude? Yeah, well, it's, it's made out of the
2: red guy's uh, helmets or whatever. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I like the. I think that this is the best space battle out of all the movies.
2: It feels. I still like the New Hope one. My is the. I, I think that's it's your the favorite. Best. Yeah. But this. You, so we brought this up with Empire Strikes Back that the scale is so much bigger and that it's actually a war that's happening on the ground, but you never really see it in space. This time, you see like yeah. you see a real big battle. Yeah,
1: I think I think that's. When when I really look at Jedi and I say, "Oh, there's not really much plot there," and the, the the Death Star thing is lazy, I believe that. But the fact that they this time juxtapose it against the stuff in the throne room, I think makes it work really well. Yes. Does it have to be a Death Star? Probably not. But that juxtaposition, I think, is is effective.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I like the. He doesn't do it a lot, but then it's noticeable when he does it. Like other movies, always are going to have scenes playing off against each other. He doesn't do that a lot, and this it's very effective here. Uh, in Phantom Menace, he's like, "Well, fuck it, double it." He does four different scenes that are going on at the end, as opposed to it. Because um, I, I think the emperor,
3: I think the emperor gets a lot of credit for making it, even though it is the same plot point with the Death Star, yeah. making it cool. Yeah. Because yeah. now, not only do you get to see a giant space battle. But it has this element of manipulation constantly going on, you mm-hmm. know, and there's actual story and surprises within the space battle. Like they came in, you know, it's a trap. Yeah. And then they have to like later go straight into the Star Destroyers. They have to, um, you know, it, it's a lot more complex because of the Emperor's manipulation.
1: You know yeah. what's great about the Emperor, which is gets lost on a lot of modern movies that try to do this stuff? The Emperor doesn't sit there. And explain the larger themes and meanings of the story for 20 minutes. He is actually involved in a personal, personal struggle with Luke. He's not the architect from the Matrix who's like, well, if you've got half an hour. I'd like to explain to you the history of this Grab a snack.
0: They're not getting that shield down for a while.
1: uh, Because
0: 200
1: years ago, thousands of years ago.
3: (laughs) That's actually a really good point. Like, it's as much as you are seeing the final clash between the Rebellion and the Empire, the Emperor doesn't give a shit about any of that. He doesn't talk about things in galactic terms, which we will have plenty to talk about later. They never say Sith
0: in the originals, right? The Sith is never brought up. Nope.
3: So, so they I never actually, say dark Lord of the Sith. So, I believe because I was reading about this for the <coughs> other movie, uh, I think Vader is somewhere credited as Lord of the Sith, maybe in the opening title, uh, or, or oh, at the end. Or that's, that is right, it's in one of the crawls, but I that's think, the yeah. only yeah. time that it's Sith. Which brings me to I don't know if we want to hit this now, but the whole there can be only two.
0: Yeah, we we'll talk about it's that later. Sipping. Yeah, let's say let's say that for, yeah. they mentioned yeah. that in Phantom Menace. Well, just because yes. it
3: does play in heavily to the end of this one. Mm-hmm. Yes. Can but, we hit on Vader well, I,
4: now? Th- Are we I, ready well, to talk that's... about
2: Vader, because yeah, Vader th- in all three movies is like a different character. We already talked about the difference between Vader in uh, New Hope and. Empire strikes back but yep. Empire strikes back to return of the Jedi. Vader's gotten a lot softer. He's a lot yeah, he's, he's a pussy. Pe- he's a pensive guy now. Yeah, he is. Well, yeah.
1: it's it's funny cuz I yeah, I agree, but I feel like he he's more like he well, yeah, I feel like he's more like Vader from the first movie because his superior is there. You know? And I <laughs> think and what I think it is is I think a lot of it is because like I said before there's so many characters. So the way that Han Solo gets neutered a little bit because there's so many other things going on. Darth Vader gets neutered a little bit too, because you have to spend time with with Palpatine, who is a bigger threat than he is. But he's also got, you know, I mean, the the family stuff. I, I've never really understood exactly where he falls on the family thing. You know, like at the end of Empire, when he's like, "We could rule together, as father and son. I'm your father." Like in the third one, he's like, "You know, hey, kid." So I almost, I I had thought about that,
2: and I thought that because he, it seems like in Empire Strikes Back, he offers Luke like a chance to rule the galaxy as father and son, meaning like without the Emperor, right? Like some sort of coup or putsch, and in Return of the Jedi, he, it's almost like he can't let it happen. That's that's the way I take it. Yeah. Is that he? Is, maybe he wants to do that, but when Luke takes a swing at the Emperor, he throws his lightsaber up, and the Emperor See, knows I, that that's coming.
0: It's it's really tough to talk about just because we know everything that how they've justified what the Sith do, like what their sort of logic and what they're doing is. Let's it's, pretend that we don't. That's the problem. Like pretend watching imp- this scene that you don't know the rules of two, you don't know all the Sith stuff. It's kind of hazy what's going on. You know what I mean? Like the the like Vader offering to rule. Luke, the emperor seems okay with dying, which is a strange thing. Like that doesn't make a lot of sense. Well,
1: like I said, I don't think I don't think the rules of two thing apply to it at all. I just think it's I mean, in Empire he says you want to we could rule together as father and son. Like you said Dave implying that they would take the emperor out, not because there can be only two.
0: Right, but, but like Jim was saying the emperor seems
3: content with dying in this I, don't, again, I never I took think, it that way. No, 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 I I don't think the emperor is content with dying. He's not going to let that happen. It's more that was one possible way to get luke to um it's like and we can go to that too is like the way the dark side apparently works which is cool is that there's this critical threshold
4: Mm -hmm.
3: that you just have to take your emotions and whatnot over that threshold and then you're stuck you're almost a a prisoner of it so i think the emperor doesn't want to die but he wants something to happen that's going to take luke over that threshold yeah
1: i think i think he's if i wouldn't say he's content i think the thing is the way that he's approaching the situation is he doesn't he the one thing he doesn't count on is vader turning on him to save luke yep and that's the every other way that plays out palpatine wins or the dark side wins in some form even if palpatine is if luke kills palpatine luke goes to the dark side and then yeah it's vader and luke but then the dark side still wins but he doesn't count on vader turning back
0: right <clears throat> yeah i I agree I agree with that. It's it's really tough to I can't separate them at this point of what their logic is from what it, they Is
2: it fair to say that Luke's the only one in the movies who thinks that Darth Vader can be turned because yeah, Obi-Wan so. has Obi-Wan calls him dead, Anakin Skywalker dead and Yoda has some line, I forget the quote, but he says basically once you start down the path of the dark side there's no turning back. So yeah. Yeah,
3: I think so. I think definitely. And that's why I mean I actually think I I love Vader in this movie and I think this is his most complex movie um, because in the others, as we talked about, he has one thing in the first movie, another thing in the second movie. But in this one, he is different scene to scene. And yeah, he appears a little bit neutered and helpless in front of the emperor. But like, that's even a cool contrast with the first scene when he gets off the shuttle and he's clearly still the biggest guy in town because the emperor hasn't got there yet. Mm. And then when he's alone, so when he's alone with You know, that guy, he's one character, not one character, but one version version. of the character. And then when he's alone with Luke, he's another complex blend of all the things that we've seen before. And I think in each scene, Vader is a little bit different, which is, to me, that's what makes a complex character.
1: Yeah, I just always found it interesting because in in Empire, he's all about, you don't know the power of the dark side. I can teach you the power of the dark side. But in, in Jedi, he's just so... Yeah, I mean, it's too late for me, man. But you know, I think, he, he doesn't have that pull. He's he's never like Luke. he, yeah, could, he never makes the case. You could for be it. the most powerful if you join us. He never makes that
3: case. I think. Yeah. I think that's because of the Emperor, in the sense that what you know for most of the movie is Vader, um, and the Emperor keeps referencing this. Vader wants to go off on his own and find Luke. Yeah. So Vader does not actually show a whole lot of um, interest in, like, plotting this out with the Emperor and being like, hey, boss, you know, what do you think we should do about this guy? Can I get Tuesday off? Vader wants wants to go off by himself and sort this thing. So I think that does carry over from Empire in that if he didn't have to do this right under the Emperor and Mm -hmm. he was left to go off, he would finish it like Empire, where he was totally on his own, the Emperor... You know, wasn't hmm. supervising, hmm. and he probably would, you know, say, "Okay, come on, let's get this dark side turning over with, so we can go rule the galaxy, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: yeah. He never really has. He never really expresses um, that he has the option to not turn Luke over. You know, like, and I think I think that kind of goes with what you're saying. Is like, yeah, he is under Palpatine's thumb. Where I mean, I guess technically you could make some argument that. You know, he could have once that scene where they meet for the first time. He could have been like, "All right, we're going. We're you're coming with me? We're getting out of here." But he's so he is so much under Palpatine's thumb that he would he could never do that.
3: Yeah, I mean, there's a yeah. line where he's like, uh, I forget the exact line, but the Emperor one one of them basically implies like, "You want to go keep looking for Luke, don't yeah, you?" Yeah, yeah. And that only gets interrupted by the Emperor being like, "Nah, he'll come to you. I've got it. Yeah, you know, I'm watching this thing." Yeah. He's foreseen
0: it all. Yeah, his his powers yeah. also kind of go in and out depending on the situation. Like, he can't sense Luke is there for some reason. He has that line. He's like, strange. I have not seen this or whatever. But then he seems to know everything else that's going on. He's oh, the, the Emperor, you mean? The Emperor, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. The Emperor. So, is, uh. I. Yeah, he's. Do you feel he's the appropriate level of powerful in this? Emperor? Emperor, or Emperor, Emperor,
2: Emperor. Emperor,
0: sorry. Yeah. 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 Okay. He's, uh. I mean most of his power seems to be coming from the Ford I've foreseen everything
2: right
1: yeah he's kind of I mean he's basically like Dark side Yoda to an extent yes. Yoda Yoda has the same basic power set except for the lightning yeah um,
3: I think the balance of power in the end is great and amazing yep. and you know I, I love the ending to this movie. The one thing that is a little hazy to me is okay so Vader's down.
0: Vader's down. Luke realizes what he's done. <clears throat> That's my favorite moment in this, actually. It is a subtlety that Star Wars is never do- uh, does, is when he cuts off Vader's hand and the wires are coming out and he looks at his own robot hand and he's like, yeah. what have I become? Yeah. And he doesn't actually say it. You're just <laughs> right. supposed to be smart enough as an audience Interesting. to realize Interesting. that you're He
3: doesn't say it yet. <laughs> <You> know, <Interesting, laughs> wait until it's re-released uh... <laughs> on the next format.
1: Interesting piece of uh, subtle storytelling there. He also has the high ground in that shot.
3: Ooh, (laughs) great point. Well, that'll uh, come back. That's how he
1: won. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) All comes together.
3: No, but so so we're in that moment, and the Emperor, you know, becomes clear to Luke what has happened. The Emperor has this advantage. And he closes the lightsaber. So, like, what's the plan there? I mean, can he really not kill the Emperor in any way and not turn to the dark side? I mean, he killed—he killed, he killed yeah. everybody else in this movie. There's like a yeah. huge body count going on. I—I I don't know. The it's an interesting <laughs> thing. Like, can he? There's no way that he can kill the Emperor, I guess, without turning. Yeah. yeah.
4: Well, I
1: mean, it, uh, yeah. I mean, well, I guess because Vader and, by extension, the Emperor is, is such a—I mean, if if you're going down the 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 path of the dark side, uh, it, it's it's all anger and hate based killing the Palpatine, you know. <laughs> Um, Correct. If, if he had The only way he can kill Palpatine and not turn to the dark side is if he just sits
2: down and waits for the Death Star to blow up. Well, <laughs> I think, I think he, his only <laughs> plan in that situation is what happened. So his only plan mm-hmm. is, I mean, if he's not going to kill the... It's not like the Emperor's going to be like, fine, you're not turning to the dark side. Go fight in the space battle outside then yeah. and let him go. The yeah, only it's, plan it's is
3: floor to,
0: get out to out. let
2: the Emperor try to kill him so that Darth Vader will finally enter. I
0: never really thought about it. Everyone's in kind of a weird Mexican standoff where there's one thing that they don't want to happen (laughs) and everyone's
1: like, is going to happen? To kind of go off what you're saying, Dev, I think his plan is either Vader turns or I die. Right. That's his plan. Right. And and Palpatine tries to sway him and he gets very close, but then at the end, I mean, even at that point where he cuts off Vader's hand... he realizes that, it, you know, it's it, you. I, you could kind of you could kind of think that at that point he realizes that Vader's not going to turn back, and that's why he because the only way that he can he can he can come out of there at, with a quote unquote win is by not turning to the to the dark side, and the only way he can do that is by to stop fighting because if Vader's not going to turn, if he fight goes tries goes to try and kill Palpatine, he's going to lose, so he has to stop.
3: Yeah. Right. No, that's it. That's interesting. I just think it's a, like we're seeing. It's a way more complex situation than it appears. Because yeah. I mean, okay, so you can't strike him down in anger. Totally down with that. But it's all pretty as far as just uh, pe- you know killings go. As far as people who you know you should probably mm-hmm. get rid of. The emperor's up there. Yeah, the
0: dark side has a very weird morality to what it considers to be the enough <laughs> killing. Where you're like, that's that. That's the kill you need right there. That's a good one. <laughs> You can, you can massacre thousands. An I mean, entire you know,
2: sail barge, a, an entire space station. Stormtroopers. Hacking <laughs> away,
3: swinging wildly. Well, as long
1: face as face. you have a point-by-point breakdown of why you killed them. Like, can yeah. he,
3: can yeah. he strike him down in, in uh, kindness or politeness? And mild <laughs> annoyance.
0: Like, if he's talking too much, you'd be like, I'm annoyed.
3: Like, <laughs> if he says,
1: Vader... You need to mortally wound him so I can then kill him, like mercifully kill him,
3: <laughs> or accidentally. <Yeah. laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> in, in the prequels, he would kill him. At, he would like bump R two D two, who then farts on him and <laughs> <he> falls. <in. laughs>
0: I mean, there is a there is like another ending to this movie where Luke decides not to kill the Emperor. He kills Vader, and the Emperor just hails him for the rest of his life, mildly mocking him like <laughs> with the way he's <laughs> just like, "I did that too." It's it's, it's a it's a strange thing and. Well, I mean, and then Vader screams no and throws mm. him into the pit. Uh,
2: the worst edition of all the movies. Really worse a than nice, the Lip uh, Alien? Yeah, I yeah, say so. so. Yes. It's, a nice, it it's a
1: nice flip side to that moment of incredibly subtle storytelling we were just talking about, <laughs> where instead <laughs> of just putting the camera on Vader like it is in the original and watching through his fucking mask him make the decision to kill the Palpatine, you have him go, No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, and then John, throw him it, down. Nah. John
2: Williams tells you every single emotion you need to feel yeah. when Vader picks up the Emperor and throws him down the shaft. You don't need <laughs> no. <laughs> Which that's is a, so funny too, because they use that in uh in the third one, uh Revenge of the Seth. Sith. Oh, third he prequel. he yeah. says the same no kind of thing. Right, right.
3: And yeah. and what I don't understand, so some of the other adjustments to make things consistent i can at least understand how some anal crazy person would want that but this it's not like well you know how in stories when characters are under stress they say the same monosyllabic sound every time (laughs) like it doesn't make any sense (laughs) i I just picture the editing thing you know lucas
0: is with like the editors he's like stroking his beard he's like (laughs) do you think it's clear what happens at the end (laughs) no i was i was actually just thinking the guy's like yeah he's like I don't know. I I just I, don't get I just it. thought just of something. No into the microphone. What, what you
1: were saying, Jim, when you said it comes from Revenge of the Sith, it made me think of something that is completely asinine. But I wouldn't put it past at this point. Is the po- is the reason that he puts the no in Return of the Jedi so it it mirrors the point where he becomes Darth Vader to the point where he is no longer Darth Vader? Yeah. Because if so,
0: that's fucking stupid. So you're uh, basically... He's become the anti-whatever he is. No, and then flips around, yeah.
3: You're basically saying that he wants to turn it into the amnesia episode of every television show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Gets kicked by a mule, eyes go cross-eyed, falls down a well, they go back. I don't know. Star Wars.
0: Star Wars. Does anyone have anything else we should wrap this up? Uh,
1: yeah. Let's talk about fucking uh, the, the Christensen in the room. Sure Uh, Amy had never seen this Did not question it when Has she seen the prequels No What She has has not seen the prequels Right And she didn't think twice When fucking All all
0: I'm saying is that If you're not familiar with it The CG is at least Good enough to the point Where you're like I think that's the right person In there
3: Yeah but then Who's that guy
0: it's not. It's not. It's not Billy Joel. That's for sure. <laughs> what, what do you mean? Who, who, who's asking? Who? Why is that Hayden Christians like, in there? Who's seen... that ghost that shows up? Like, well, she said, "Is, is
1: that?" She goes, "Is that Darth Vader?" <laughs> like, and I said, uh, "Hey guys, I uh, I heard there was a party."
2: <laughs> Love I, Ewok parties.
0: <laughs> it's uh, that's my only point. I think it's a terrible change. It makes no sense. It makes sense, but it's like it's a stupid thing to do. But it's if you're unfamiliar with it. And she's my only perspective through someone not knowing exactly what's going on at every moment. She didn't catch it. That's all I'm saying.
1: My my big issue with it is that like Luke Luke should see that ghost and go, "Who the fuck
3: is that?" <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. It
3: doesn't make any sense. And then the others are just how they were when he they screams. died. no, yeah. oh, a ghost.
1: <laughs> yeah, the other two are the way they are when they die. Until uh, if. We're lucky we didn't get a version where Ewan and McGregor shows up as the ghost of Obi Wan. They'll release yeah, that in
2: two years. It's
0: surprising that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's Sean, our friend Sean, was uh, very displeased with the planet celebrations. Does that upset? I, I'm not terrible. about Another
2: that. song that was ruined. I loved the song at the end of Return of the Jedi, the the Ewok celebration I, song. I really
1: like the original song too, but I don't mind the new one that much.
2: Yeah, I didn't realize it changed. I'm not super There's not a lot it. to it. No.
0: I mean,
1: it's it's less, uh, for lack of sounding culturally inappropriate, it's a lot less tribal music than it is just another John Williams song, you know?
3: I prefer the original song, but I think it somewhat goes with, like, I think it's hard to have an objective read on the Ewoks in general. Like, I yeah. like them, but I fully admit I could be wrong about that. Like, they could be yeah. objectively stupid, but yeah. I've just seen the movie so many times that I really like them, and I like the end, uh, the original Ewok ending.
1: So, w- since Amy hasn't seen the prequels, did she question at all those various ex- exterior shots of not- She did ending? not.
0: They, she did not notice them at all. Okay.
1: I don't know. Maybe, maybe those of us who- care about this stuff, just overthink it too Well, much. I mean,
0: but I look at I'll it and go, the- oh, there's Naboo, oh, there's Coruscant. Yep. You know, but it's like, if you don't know them, I think the problem is there's too many and they're all the same, just a crowd of people dancing. Yeah, and, and it's I was like, actually like thinking, thinking... When did the email show up that the Death right. Strand blew up? And we haven't seen that much resistance in the previous movies. Right, you know, that's it's the like, thing. You never you never get the sense that everyone is just under the yoke of this empire. Yeah. And then all of a sudden everyone's celebrating. It's like, it doesn't really make sense.
1: Yeah, It. so I think... Adding that stuff, as much as you could argue it makes sense, it, it it's it's a problem that I kind of feel uh, uh, in horror movies, generally ones that have like um, you know like a, a Friday the Thirteenth movie or something like that, or or maybe even Halloween. There's there's a certain point where you can't expand the story outside a certain point without. More questions being asked yeah. that don't need to be answered. Yep. So like, if you're in, if you're in Friday the 13th and you're at Camp Crystal Lake, X, Y, and Z is happening. You don't, you don't really question it because you're inside a certain uh, boundaries of an environment. As soon as somebody calls the cops, you enter the rest of the world and you yep. have to address that stuff. Yep. And I feel right. like yep. adding that stuff to the end of Return of the Jedi busts through those boundaries because it's no longer this rebel force versus this empire. It's now, oh, well, we got planets here and well, what are the politics of these planets? Right, well, we'll yeah, f- yeah, you'll right. find
0: out in 15 years. Right. No, I, I agree with that. It's it's unnecessary. I don't think it's, it does bring up more questions than you'd, you'd really need it to be. So what's in the original? If, just if, the Ewoks? If, if maybe,
1: if, if the, one the Ewok of planets... celebration
2: this Wedge dancing with an Ewok. So it's, it's just it's them just the the e- e- Lando yeah, chilling planet, out. Okay, yeah.
1: yeah. If, if one of those planets or if they had just cut to like Hoth or Yavin or something. Or right, a planet yeah. we had already seen. Yeah. Tatooine even. Endor. <laughs> yeah, Real actual, Endor. the actual Endor, <laughs> not its forest moon. But
3: you're right. Nothing else in the original trilogy ever makes even an effort to give you that type of scale. Yeah. So it is a bit abrupt.
1: Which is weird because you know, a, as a concept, it is a huge scale concept. Yeah. But the story we see is actually very small. The
3: only
0: time you notice it, because I, I was trying to rack my brains about when you notice that there is an Imperial presence on Tatooine and A New Hope. Like yep, there's yes. guards like and Luke doesn't like them. Right. That's right. the only time you really get an idea that oh the Empire is actually, but you never see that. After that, mm-hmm. it's just an ever increasing in size fleet chasing a small ship. That's right. like the. Yeah. And
2: when they go to Bespin, doesn't Lando have some line? He has to explain why the Empire's not there. Yeah, why they yeah. don't bother him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So
3: I just wanted to bring up end on uh, one note of quality before we get yeah, sure. into the prequels, which is, we haven't specifically addressed... I like Jedi. Just to uh, throw that oh, out Oh, no. I, no, know, no, I do
1: too. We're critical of it, but I, I still really enjoy that yeah. movie
3: a lot. No, and I, I was just saying before we get into the prequels, which we will ha- be talking about less quality, I assume. Um, no! <laughs> but it's the music. We haven't specifically addressed the music in the Star Wars mm. trilogy, which I think is, A, fantastic. Um, B, very consistent. Like, each one has new music um both thematically for new characters um but also for like new types of chases and battles and things and they're all spot on and i mean it's always there telling you what to think yeah. Uh and besides just being good music i think you can imagine like what this trilogy would be without such good music like imagine sort of just more run-of-the-mill like sci-fi or i mean more um say, 70s or 80s type music backing it up. Just I the, mean, the remix <laughs> versions this, of the songs. This thing starts <laughs> going down the tubes pretty quick. I, I think if yeah, this, I think
0: if the sound effects and the music weren't in this movie, we wouldn't be talking about it. I agree. To, oh, the, yeah. to this point. Yeah. That's like the the one thing that gave them sort of like cachet, I think, at a certain point where you're like, wow, that's undeniably good.
1: The, there's something, there's a quality to the music that I found recently. I was watching something else. I can't remember what it was. I don't know if it was Doctor Who. or It, it was something that, that also had quality music to it and i noticed there's an element of great film scores that is you have your central theme or your central melody and changing little pieces of it like a couple notes maybe going a um a, a, a turning it to a minor or to a sharp or something like that or just change, or changing uh, the drum beat yeah. instrumentation
0: just yeah. to have a different instrument play it or something yep.
1: can you can go through an entire range of emotions like i was thinking about it um um specifically the opening fanfare, right? The drums in that in the opening fanfare are different than other times they use it because it and it completely changes the way the music's used. And it's just it's it's a it's brilliant songwriting. It's
0: a chaotic little bit of music too. Like when you don't you just, you think of the bang and then it goes into it, but you listen to it, it's like there's a lot of crazy instrumentation going on in that. Ba, 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 it is blah, man. Blah. I
3: tried to play that on the piano, learn how to play it, and I was like, hell no, this is hard. Oh man. Have it's <laughs> you seen like that twenty notes at once? George it, we should uh, put chopsticks in there. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that
1: video of the uh, it's a it's a woman playing like basically a medley of all the Star Wars music on the piano. Oh, nice. Oh my god, it's awesome. She's so good. And the piano is shaped like a Millennium Falcon. It's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. So,
3: but even even just shout out to like all the di- I mean, you think like Yoda's theme. Awesome. Imperial March comes in in the second one. Emperor's theme in this one. You know, the voices, voices. which we haven't done, you know, that type of choral music. I mean, it's just so on point and, like, working your emotions to where they need to be that, you know, it pretty much supports this entire trilogy. Yeah.
0: It does. Everything hangs on it. Especially Jedi Rocks.
3: (laughs) uh, (laughs) I wanted to wrap up
0: with just a, um, so we've all, I don't know, do people rewatch these? Oh, like frequently. I oh, yeah. barely oh, yeah. rewatch them.
1: Okay. I do. I, I'll, I this was it, this experience has been interesting because it's the first time I've sat down and watched them in a long time. Yeah. But I'll throw them on when I'm working. You know, all the time.
4: You know.
0: I yeah. I don't frequently
2: rewatch them. Um. Your so fault. has anything? changed? I got kids now. So whenever I'm bored, I'm like, let's watch Empire Strikes Back.
0: <laughs> has anything? Um. So what's your general take on the prequel? Or not the, I keep calling it fucking prequels the original trilogy. Like has anything changed as you like any changes as you gotten older? or Anything? Like,
2: like I said before, I I had forgotten that Return of the Jedi. I had forgotten that some scenes in the movies are are scary for kids. Like the Emperor is actually when the Emperor is zapping Luke. Oh yeah, that shit's scary, man. Yeah, he's real angry. That also, scared
3: the hell out of me. I saw that when I was like in the first grade, and I was terrified. It's
2: scary.
1: Also, best line delivery of "You will die" probably in any movie. <laughs> oh yeah, he does. He's not like "You will die." He's like, "It's it's a known fact." You. Will die. <laughs> You'll die. You'll be dead. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, I was really surprised. I talked about this last episode how the core of the characters that as as you know them comes almost entirely from the Empire Strikes Back. Yep, and uh, I don't think it's a bad thing. It's it's the only it's the only series of movies that I can think of where the central secondary movie, except maybe the godfather i guess but where the second movie informs the way you view the the ones on the ends because if you after you watch the empire strikes back it completely changes the characterization of a new hope and it you know that it's it looms so large over return of the jedi that i think they can get away with a lot of what they get away with because of it yeah yeah i'd
4: say
2: terminator does it too
0: uh, yeah, I would, well,
1: I would yeah. say that. Yeah. I think Sarah I, Connor after watching T yeah, two is absolutely
2: yeah.
0: yeah. The um,
1: and also I didn't real I never realized how much of it came later. Like we said, like how much this is, is yeah, hinted at yeah. in New Hope that they don't flesh out until Empire Strikes Back. I mean, Empire yes. Strikes Back is you know while you can argue that well Star Wars wouldn't be Star Wars without New Hope, Star Wars would not be Star Wars without the Empire Strikes Back, right? right?
0: Yep. Yeah. yeah, I was I was wondering. I don't know if um. I don't know if, if the other movies had not happened, if Star Wars would be so highly regarded today. It's it's a real it's an impossible question to answer, but I don't know. You're I talking think you, about
1: Empire and Jedi if they just finished with if just if, just if the first all movie. you had was New Hope,
0: if that was the only movie, I don't know if Star Wars would become the sort of phenomenon it is now because I think Empire goes a long way, like you were saying, to making it something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. My, my general impressions were New Hope is slightly worse than I thought. Empire is much better than I remember. And Jedi is both. It goes much worse <laughs> and much better than I remember it. So that's yeah. like my my sort of now understanding
3: having not seen them all that
0: recently. Um,
3: I think one other thing to add to that is these movies, I've had the opportunity a couple times to see them on the big screen. And I do think that the bigger that you can make them, mm. it rewards these movies a ton yeah um and that you know when we watch jedi you know watch it on a nice crisp modern tv um and you can see things in detail um it's shrunk down for you to consume very easily but when you have it on the big screen um things blur together much better and the experience is much more all-consuming and i don't know i think you believe everything a lot more you're less apt to pick it apart yeah um you know, we watched, rented a theater and watched Empire Strikes Back, and it was absolutely mind-blowingly great. Yeah, and yep. you're much more consumed by the experience. <clears throat> Interesting.
0: Yeah, it's um, it's been good. I, I I like these movies. I I'll probably never, probably never get them on the level that a lot of people seem to get them, but I enjoy them. I think that uh, I think they hold up relatively well. You know, it's it, I, I have my issues with it. I think New Hope. Doesn't really explain it as much as it could. Empire is really great. Jedi is a better ending than it is a movie. You know, if it's, and you can understand why everyone was saying when they're younger they watch Jedi the most. It's definitely the most kid friendly yeah. of oh, the yeah, movies. Yeah. Like yeah. It's, it's got a lot going for it. Which kids, honestly, like,
1: I know people you know say that's a de- as as a negative, but I, I, mean, I can't really I can't really give it negative marks for that because if that's what gets you into it to the point where you're going to watch the other two, then then it's fine. Yeah.
0: Go for it. And those
3: right. third movies, the now it goes huge. Like now it goes to the whole universe. Those movies are really hard to do. Yeah. they oh, usually yeah. suck. They are.
0: they are. I do wish the scope of the Empire had been a little bit bigger in Jedi. I, I think I wish. I just wish that it wasn't a Death Star. The Rebellion made it to Coruscant or wherever the Emperor holds up when he's not flying around to the Death
2: Star. <laughs> and the scope yeah. is small. I mean, it's big in space, but when at the end of the movie, when Han Solo tricks them and they're like send out three squads and like. Eight guys come I, was, I was
0: hiding behind <laughs> the Got door. you now. Asshole. <laughs> Let us in. Yeah, it's, it's over. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. We're going to pick up the uh, prequels, the original prequels. We're going to pick up the prequels after this. If you enjoyed the content, you're on YouTube, a like in the comments. Appreciate a list. know where we went wrong. We'll see you next time with, what is it? The Phantom Menace. See ya.